0: so far, so I'm here with JF. Hi, JF. Hi. What's up? What's up with me? Yeah.
1: Not much, you know, just a working stiff.
0: Just a working stiff. Well, you know, I want to tell everybody. Last night, I went to prison. I went to prison. Did you ever go very long? Did you ever go to prison?
1: For yeah, I've been there for a couple different things.
0: Yeah, I went there because I brought a meeting. You know, I'm, I'm, you know. I think everybody that's listening knows that I belong to, I go to 12 step meetings and we bring a 12 step meeting to prison once a month from my home group and it's the women's meeting it's a women's meeting in prison and boy oh boy oh boy does that give you gratitude
1: oh yeah is it, is it just like um, orange is a new black
0: well it really wasn't I mean I was only there for an hour and a half but um, I can tell you this <sighs> The repeat offenders that were there was kind of daunting, depressing.
1: Yes, I I understand that most people that are in prison have already been in prison before.
0: And what does it do to?
1: What does it do to? Mm -hmm. I have no idea.
0: Well, you we both know that between I think it's eighty or ninety percent of the people that are in prison have to do with what?
1: Mental health issues.
0: And addiction falls under the mental health umbrella. It does. It does. And, you know, I think that we all that are out there, that we drink and we have repercussions. And for me, um, you know, I got in trouble with the law when I was younger and I was drinking and driving. And, you know, that caused some problems in my life. Not many, but, um, you know, there's nothing to say that if I didn't quit drinking 12 years ago and you 20 years ago, that we wouldn't go to prison. Because let's face it, I think that nine out of 10 times if you continue to drink you end with either death institutions or jail
1: that's what they say that's exactly what they say
0: well what do you th- what do you, will you elaborate he's like teasing me now elaborate on that
1: elaborate on on your your statement yeah well you know i don't know honey i have no idea um i can only deal with what is not what might have been um, it is sad to see those people in there um, but you're not running a, uh, a political blog so there's no sense of me getting on my soapbox about that
0: no and it's um you know what I do want to talk about the most today I mean I did go to that yesterday and it gave me gratitude and the gratitude was that I'm sober and that I was there for my kids and that I you know made a change in my life and that change has now you know drawn me towards helping other alcoholics and addicts that are out there in the universe that want to change their lives and don't want to continue drinking and don't know what to do and it's again a very scary thing to quit drinking but the thought of to keep going you will end up in a place like that is kind of scary and you know i don't know if you're out there and you're listening and you have an opportunity to go to a jail and see what it's like i can tell you this it's for me it scares you straight that's for sure
1: yeah, I you know, I wonder about that because, uh, as you said, so many of those people that are in there have already been in there, which is, to me, it's very similar to the people that go to rehab after rehab after rehab after rehab. Um, you know, I would think one trip to jail would be enough to get people to want to change their ways. I would think one trip to rehab would be enough to get people to change their ways. But, you know, as you've said many, many, many times, drugs and alcohol are are cunning, baffling, and powerful. And... You know, I think the real reality is is um, it's not a very large percentage of addicts or alcoholics that are able to achieve and maintain any sort of long-term sobriety, you know. It's a shame, It's, um, and I don't know what the answer is, you know. And it's not like I can't say, well, gee, like, why don't you wake up and smell the roses and put your booze or your drugs down. Um, cause it's just not that easy. You know, I really, I really feel for those people. Um, cause they're really stuck in it. You know, my own theory is you stop digging your hole when you put your shovel down and, um, and, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but it seems like most people are really not in a rush to put their shovels down. They're just not.
0: What's well, interesting because i talked to somebody today who i know had gone and brought a meeting to a rehab i mean a jail the jail I actually went to last night and she ended up drinking again she had gotten a little bit of time not that long, but she ended up drinking again and I was talking to her this morning and I was like, do you get it and she was like i she doesn't really get it she doesn't get the disease part of this and I know people that are listening still sometimes we unfortunately fortunately it is what it is but you know some people think well it's a social thing it's what you know uh if you had had my life you'd drink too um woe is me Um, I'm not strong enough you're weak you want to drink you go to parties you can't say no to somebody social pressure gets you Um, but the reality is is that we all at least for me and I think you believe this as well there becomes a tipping point when the drinking goes from being fun to being not so fun not only not so fun but it doesn't give you what you want it to give you i mean i remember when i was young it was kind of fun and you know whatever cheeky but at the end it's not fun anymore is it
1: no but that might only be true for people i'm just i'm i'm thinking really thinking out loud here that might only be true for people that are actually in recovery you know because uh i I, you mentioned that you don't get the disease aspect of it and um you know the so there's a whole theory, the disease theory that's in um, you know Alcoholics Anonymous talking about alcoholism, um, and we know that addiction is a disease, but it's not a disease like cancer because it's a it's a it's a mental health issue and what I'm thinking about in terms of you know you and I have had this conversation before of like oh so and so is um, has uh, some mental illness whatever it is that's can be easily treated by medication and they don't want to take their medication
0: well that's people with bipolar a lot of people with bipolar
1: all right so there you go so bipolar so y- you know and and you think why, why don't you just take your medication and you're you would be fine and your life would be fine and but they have like it's a mental health thing and they just don't want to and it's i think it's
0: Well, I think it's contributed to the fact that we have born forgetters, right? So life goes on and it's good and it's good and it's good. And somebody's quits drinking for a long period of time. I will tell you this, that there were numerous girls yesterday out of the 20 women that I spoke to in the prison. A lot of them had had gotten some sort of recovery. If it be three weeks, three months, three years, Mm -hmm. and they get to that place where they're like, somebody offers them a drink or a drug, whatever it may be. Right. And they forget where that drug or that drink brought them to. They don't, they don't think back to, oh my God, I mean, a woman that was there was saying, you know, oh, my gosh, now that we're talking about this, I remember like 10, 20 years ago, I got into trouble and I was in a hospital because I my heart was beating so fast I couldn't breathe. And it was because I've been doing too many drugs and I went to the hospital, but she forgot about that. So she didn't have that at the forefront of her memory. That wasn't the first thing that came to mind when she had that drug presented to her again or that drink presented to her. It had been long enough time that she had forgotten.
1: Right.
0: And so for me, I know that I still remember swearing I was going to have one drink. Mm Mm-hmm swearing. I was going to go down the street. I was going to have one martini, one vodka martini with olives in it and no anything else. Just straight up vodka, let's just call it. And I was going to have that one and that was going to be it for the night. But then I have that one and then it's the phenomenon of craving that they talk about. And the craving, it's not only in Alcoholics Anonymous where they discuss this, but it's also there's now in the, you know, the Surgeon General also recognizes it as a disease because it's something with the brain neurons. Like if you look look at an alcoholic brain you can see how the the, our brain functions differently than that of a person that doesn't have Uh, an alcoholism
1: it's definitely a disease and you know the proof is that insurance companies pay for treatment and they sure wouldn't if it wasn't a disease there's no question about that and uh yeah that born forgetter thing that you were talking about i mean that's one thing that they you know they teach people in recovery and in at least recovery from uh From alcoholism is you know think through the drink and uh, if you can do that you know in theory you'll you won't forget you'll be like oh that's right I can't take a drink because uh, like you said the phenomenal crazing starts which really means is one drink lights the fuse and then uh, you know you're off to the races again and that could last a day a week a month or the rest of your life you have no idea
0: yeah, and that's where it becomes, like, so if you recognize you have a problem and then you make this ultimatum to yourself or this promise to yourself that you're going to not do it anymore and then you do it again, that's why it's so hard to do it by yourself, right? Like, you have to find something outside of yourself that's going to give you peace and serenity because I have a friend that discusses it as a spirit. So spirits are alcohol. They called it spirits. In the olden days, they called them spirits. Do you agree?
1: I think they still do.
0: They call them spirits, right? Yes. When you go to the grocery store, I think it's, it's a spirit section.
1: Well, there's a wine and spirits store.
0: Oh, that's in Pennsylvania because you yes. can't... Oh, I guess you can now buy it at grocery stores. but you can not buy at,
1: wine but not spirits.
0: No spirits and no spirits. At the, like in, Pen- in St. Louis where I grew up, you know, you could buy it all at the gas station or wherever. But the spirit, that spirit changes the spiritual whatever you have in your life. For me, my spiritual thing is God. God is what... You know, God has a plan. God is my higher power. God watches over me. It doesn't matter what I tell anybody else if I lie or tell the truth. Whatever, it's God knows that I've told the truth or haven't told the truth. So that spirit that we look for, that spirit where we feel okay, comes from. The spirit that comes from what?
1: Um. Well, I think the spirit comes from within. You know. Like you said, it comes from the, uh, comes from your higher power, it comes from God, comes from whatever that is. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> my concept of what you're talking about is um, I need to find a better answer for my problems than drinking. That is a solution that's not working for me. So. You know, that's what am I going to do?
0: So what are you going to do if you're out the there? So, what is the, me. so the thing that I say to people out there that are listening, it's like, well, you have to do something different. If that means that you have to go to a 12-step meeting, if you go to church, if you go to Smart Recovery, if you do something other than pick up that drink. Because if you don't, you will end up in prison or dead or in a rehab institution.
1: Yeah, or at the very worst, fired or divorced or whatever.
0: And that's just the beginning. And it just keeps going down and down and down. Right. So having hope and like falling in love with yourself. It's what I talked to these ladies about last night. Like falling in love with yourself. Like the first thing is we're powerless over alcohol. It's like once we have that first step, we're powerless over it. And number two, like believing that something's going to the insanity has to stop the insanity is like keep going back and doing the same things over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again and then finding that place that higher power that you are going to turn your will in their life over to
1: so well, don't you think that's a real sticking point for a lot of people like they don't see their they don't recognize their own insanity um i know it was for me for a long time and i see it all the time and people that are coming in it's like you people might be insane, but I'm not insane. They cannot recognize it. So if you can't recognize your own insanity, you, don't, you, you can't even get to that point of asking for relief from it. And that seems to be the really difficult part. And I think that's why you see so many people that are back time and time and time again.
0: Because they don't... Well, and I have to tell you in the beginning, I didn't understand. I have to tell you a long time ago, I didn't understand what that insanity meant, right? Because I thought insane was like one flew over the cuckoo's nest and you were Jack Nicholson and you were like, And living in one of those crazy institutions when, in fact, being insane means you're doing the same thing over again and over again and over again, expecting different results. And for me personally, maybe after I share mine, you'll share yours. But my insanity was that I kept going and thinking I'm only going to have one drink and then I'd end up the same way again. And I did it again. And I did it again. I wanted change. But I didn't want to actually get into action. And when it came to going out and saying, OK, I can't drink because I can't have one and acknowledging the fact that I couldn't have one. I wanted to have one more than anything, but I never. Well, he's looking at me very because you guys can't see him, but he just gave me a very bad look. But um, I maybe I didn't want to but I wanted to, I wanted to be normal. I wanted to be able to drink normally and not get into trouble, but it didn't work. So uh, the only thing that worked for me is abstinence. And that's where I believe that that happens because I have the disease that actually says that I want more and let's hear yours insanity.
1: Yes. Well, I'm pretty much along with you. It might just be a question of semantics, but you know, my insanity was, and you know, I love the actual literature of Alcoholics Anonymous and, uh, And, uh, it, it's, it talks in that literature, it talks about that the great obsession of every abnormal drinker is that he can control and enjoy his drinking. And that was my insanity was I wanted to be able to control and enjoy my drinking. I never, I mean, I might say I just want to have one drink, but that's untrue. I just wanted to control and enjoy my drinking and, um, I never could. Sorry, I can't think straight because somebody's running their hands through my hair. And I lost my train of thought completely. So, sorry. What were we talking about?
0: Never mind. So, anyway, so the whole thing about getting, you know, if it you keep going back and doing, it's like, what's your definition of insanity?
1: Oh, I know what I was talking about now. So, you know, so that was my, I wasn't, my insanity was that I couldn't see that the results of my drinking were never... Controlled or enjoyable. They just weren't. It was always out of control. It was seldom enjoyable. And, uh, you know, the other great, uh, the other part of my insanity was, my other great obsession was, was that I could somehow, like, get an outcome that I wanted to get. And certainly that was applied to my drinking. You know, the outcome that I wanted to get was what you talked about was, I didn't want to get in trouble. And, and i I just couldn't do it.
0: And you couldn't get, you always got in trouble. All the time. So, like, before you would go out, would you say to yourself, okay, I'm only going to have one drink or I'm not going to get in trouble? What would you do? Like, would you have a plan in your head?
1: Um, no. My plan would be I'm not going to do that again. That would be the beginning of my plan every day in the morning. Like, I'm not doing what I did again last night. And, you know, if that means I just have to, like, you know. Pass on drinking today, that's what we're going to do. But at some point during the day, the idea of, like, drinking would seem like a, like, eh, you know, maybe I can just have a drink or two. So, my, the the thing that I used to always say was, I'm going to have one and run. And, uh...
0: Explain that to us, one yes. and run.
1: So, it like, leave work, go to the bar, have one drink, and then head to the train station. <laughs> that was, that was the plan. But the problem was, people, was that, you know... I'm an alcoholic and I can't have one drink because as soon as I have one, I just, my body wants more. It's not even like a conscious thought anymore. It's just my body wants more. It wants more and more and more and it just doesn't stop. So my, that was the crazy part. So like you said, abstinence was the only answer.
0: So if I always
1: tell people, I said, I thought my problem was, wasn't drinking. I didn't have a drinking problem. I had a getting drunk problem. <laughs> And if I could just stop getting drunk, I'd be fine. And it wasn't until I was abstinent for a while that I understood, like, oh, my God, I haven't been drunk since I stopped drinking. That was the answer. (laughs) That was the answer. I tried everything else, people. I tried everything I could think of to drink and not get drunk, and none of it ever worked. That was my insanity. What worked for me was not drinking and not getting drunk. That worked.
0: So if you're out there and this is the holiday season and I know it's hard and there's a lot of emotions going on in the world right now. And I know that right now it's really hard (laughs) to, um, to, it's stop. Um, this is the problem when you interview your husband. Um, so when, you, when you're when you drinking and you have a problem and it becomes overwhelming, and this right now, this holiday time, it's like everybody wants to go out and drink. Let's grab a drink. Let's get it. Getting okay with yourself and saying, you know what? No, I'm just going to get a Coke or I'm just going to get a 7-Up or I'm just going to get a Pellegrino and I'm not going to have a drink. Try it. Try it. Try it. Because I promise you this, you do not want to be living in jail. Because all these people are in jail and they have kids and they're spending Christmas in jail and they all looked at me and said, God, you're so harsh. But it's the harshness is the reality. They're all in jail and it's Christmas and all they can look out is like a one one like three inch by three inch window where they can see the grass and that's it they have no freedom they're told when to eat what to eat how to eat it how long they could eat it they share it's just insanity and that's where this disease takes you it takes you either to rehabs jail or death and if you're out there and you're battling this please know that you're not alone and that you, there is a solution out there and you don't have to stay in this craziness of like the insanity of going in and out and stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Do yourself a favor and make this a priority. Make it a priority to um, quit drinking and please reach out to us. You can always reach me, J.F. Louise at B I Z Y at busylivingsober.com. Um, next week I will be on on the 18th, but then I'm taking a little break, a little siesta. Um, I'm, but I am, oh no, I'll, we'll be on next week and then I'll be on with Louise when she has a year. But next week, I'm going to do, I'm going to surmise my 12 days of Christmas that I'm going to actually start tomorrow, because tomorrow is the 12th of December, and I'm going to do 12 days of Christmas on Instagram. So if you want to sign up and look at Busy Living Sober on Instagram, you can watch my 12 days of Christmas. It starts tomorrow. And until uh, next week, keep getting busy, living sober. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>